Hey Jax, welcome to another episode of Lumber Chats, Inside NAU, where we give you an inside look into life in lumberjack country. I'm your host, Maria, and I'm really excited to talk to you today. Um, we're talking all about social media in honor of Social Media Day. I have my NAU social team here with me, and we're going to talk all things social. You know, usually we talk about things happening in the lumberjack community, but on this episode, we're going to kind of give a little background into how we all got into this field um, and also take a trip down memory lane and talk about the first platform we ever joined, um, how it's been to evolve with the industry. And as we've all gotten older, um, how our reaction has changed to social media. And then also, um, you know, dealing with that work-life balance. It's hard enough um, in a normal job to do have that balance. But then when you're in social media, which is 24-7, it's really important that you do create those healthy boundaries and have that time to, you know, unplug. So stick around and we hope you enjoy listening to this and learning about our social media stories. Okay, who's ready for social media this or that? TikTok, Instagram Reels. TikTok. TikTok. Reels. TikTok. Twitter, Facebook. Twitter. 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 Snapchat, Instagram Story. Instagram Story. Snapchat. Instagram story. Instagram story, but I like Snapchat effects. Instagram story takeover, Instagram live. Story takeover. Instagram story takeover. 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 What button do you use the most? Like, share, comment, or save? Probably save. Uh, like and save. Like. Save. What platform do you spend the most time on? Right now, Snapchat. Uh, Snapchat and Instagram. Twitter. Instagram and TikTok. I didn't even think to say TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're starting off easy. First question. How did you get involved with social media? Honestly, I it was I was looking for an internship and I was on Handshake and this one popped up and it just really seemed cool. And I was like, oh, this sounds like just a way for me to get involved and like get out of my box and just meet new people. And then, yeah, I started and I've been here for three years. And it's been a really fun experience and I wouldn't change it for anything. Um, For me, it kind of started off early. I think um, when I joined student council my freshman year of high school, I thought PR was probably the most fitting committee for me. And then as the years of high school went on, they made me 
um, head of the committee. So I kind of did all of like the design and the advertising that went on all of the social media platforms. So that's kind of where it all started. And then I decided to just keep it going when I applied for the internship, but I did take that like year break freshman year, but I'm, I was really excited to get back into it because I realized that it was something that I kind of wanted to pursue in the long run. Uh, how did I get started? Well, personally, it was with MySpace when I wanted to connect with all my friends from school and then the OG Facebook. But my first time managing the account was when I created the social media account for my uh, the first club I was a part of in college, which was the NU Filipino American Association at NAU. And I really learned how difficult it is to run and work with social media, but how quickly you can learn and how fun it can be. So I started in social media, I would say like eight to 10 years ago. <laughs> and it was never like my intent to go into this. I was doing communications and PR work. And the person who was doing social media when I was at Girl Scouts at Southern Arizona, I think they went on vacation. And so it kind of fell into my lap. And then I realized like, hey, you know, a lot of people can do this and you can make it fun and engaging. And I saw what not to do and what ways you could do to make it more engaging. And then so when the job applied at NAU, um, it was for social media with public affairs duties. I applied and it, you know, it grew from like 20% of my job to like 100% of my job. <laughs> so we're gonna move on to platforms next. What was the first one you joined and the one you joined most recently? I think the first platform I joined was Instagram. And yeah, the most recent one I've joined would it be TikTok? Because I really didn't like TikTok for a while. I thought it was annoying. But then I started like, I started watching our social account and then I just fell into the hole and then now I have one. <laughs> I think the first platform I was on was Facebook. I think I was like, 13 or 12 when it got popular and I was like begging my mom to let me make one and I don't think she said yes but I did it anyway because everyone had one and it was like gosh I kind of missed when Facebook was all that because that's how everyone in middle school kind of talked whoa that was yeah that was a long time ago but that was definitely the first platform I was on. And um, the one I joined most recently, honestly, I think I joined LinkedIn after I joined TikTok. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it was either LinkedIn or TikTok. Probably LinkedIn though. I don't know if that one counts. It does. Uh Technically, my first platform was MySpace, but the first one I really dived deep into and got addicted to was Facebook, like the OG Facebook. I kind of missed the old layout and how you could interact with people's feeds and your own back then. But the most recent one I joined was, of course, TikTok, like mostly, most, mostly everybody has. The first one I joined was Facebook, and 
it was back when Facebook was only for colleges and it like was for select colleges and then kept opening up. And so I was also so OG that like you could only do like text, you couldn't add like pictures and stuff to Facebook. And so I remember, I think I was like a sophomore or junior when you could add pictures and then like, it became everyone's like, oh, I did this this weekend and things like that. So I missed that when it was just like more of like your friend connection and your parents didn't see what you were up to all the time. And yes, uh, my most recent one was TikTok. I at first, I, I think the pandemic really helped TikTok because at first I was like, I don't really know if I like this. And then just, I feel like everyone got on it. So there's so much out there and a lot of fun and educational stuff. You know, it's embarrassing. I can't even blame the pandemic for it. I tried to stay away from it, but my roommate would send me links through message. And I was like, wow, this is actually hilarious. So I joined months before the pandemic, so I can't there's no defending myself in that. I'm with Carla. I discovered TikTok when I needed something to take a break from studying my senior year. I would just jump on there, watch a few videos, or maybe too many videos. So in terms of different platforms, um, what's your favorite feature of your favorite platform? I like, okay, so for Instagram, I like the Explore page just because I don't know, I can be nosy sometimes and just really like funny videos pop up or like sometimes celebrity news will pop up and then it turns into like a whole investigation for me trying to figure out, well, who said what first and who did this or who said what? So I definitely like the Explore page. And then I also like how um, Instagram to me just has better fonts they're prettier to me than all the other platforms. I feel real artsy when I'm typing stuff out. Um, I would say mine isn't particularly a special feature just because like TikTok is meant for videos, but I personally really enjoy TikTok now because all of the little effects that it allows you to do in video kind of helped me realize that I, do, I still like doing videos because in high school whenever I would go on trips with my brothers I would make a bunch of little like travel videos with cool music and I don't know I feel like I for totally forgot about that when I came to college so being on TikTok and like having the chance to make cool little clips has kind of made me realize that I do still like doing that so yeah, and it makes it really, really easy to do all of like the video editing and effects and stuff. But yeah, I just think that's really cool. But I agree with Carrington on the Instagram story stuff. It, they make it really easy to make stuff aesthetically pleasing. My favorite feature is actually surprising. It's the search page on Instagram. The amount of, the amount it has helped me broaden my scope on the world and topics in general, whether it's hey, what's your Instagram? And then looking it up and then creating connections over that or hashtags. I've always looked up hashtags, learn about things going on in the world. Maybe there's a camera lens I'm interested in. I can actually get an authentic view of what it actually looks like through that or places. Honestly, when I go on a road trip or want to go check out a restaurant, I always go to Instagram first to look it up 
and sort of get the vibes. It's been a very helpful, but very underrated, very underrated feature. I'm gonna uh, agree with Austin. I really like Instagram. Um, I use it for a lot of planning and research. Um, before vacations, you know, I look up the place and then like see the things that other um, post and then like be like, oh, let me check out their website. But then also just like hashtag stuff. Um, when I learned I had like endometriosis and didn't know what it was, I like would look up those hashtags and they would help me figure out like, you know, what to expect, what it might be entail. And then people are really nice and you can like DM them and they'll DM you back. So I like the supportive community that like, you know, you could have and it all, it's just through like a hashtag that you found it. I think that same concept stretches to TikTok though, because um, I'm going to Washington in like a week and I've found so many cool things to do just by searching like the hashtag Seattle or the hashtag Washington. And people also are super nice on that platform and will message back or comment back with other stuff to do. And it's, it's kind of crazy to see like how welcoming the internet community is as a whole. Okay. So we are all involved in social media and a lot of times, you know, we wish that platforms had features, but they don't. So what's your favorite hack that you use to help make content or I'll go first. <laughs> so um, my favorite thing I learned recently was that I can message myself directly on WhatsApp. And so I like send everything I need from my desktop onto my phone because before I realized I could do that, I would just send it to my husband or probably one of you guys and say, please disregard sending it so I have it. But now I can do that and not bug people. Um, I would say my favorite hack is kind of finding and discovering like little, little things within the apps that we use to edit. Like, um, for example, the Unfold app, once you're adding GIFs to a post, you can actually see all of the, most of the GIFs that are under whatever um, word that you search. Cause in Instagram, if we search NAU Flagstaff, we'll only see a couple of them and we're kind of limited to the options, even though we have tons of GIFs that Austin has made. And it's easier to just add them through Unfold because you'll have a wider um, variety of options. And interestingly enough, Snapchat also has more GIFs than should that show up on Instagram. That's true. But Snapchat sometimes like makes the quality all wonky. And you can trust that in Unfold, it'll just always show up super crisp, no matter like how big you make it. Um, I would say I kind of figured, I figured this out recently. So for us, we always want it to be like the image to be nine by 16. So sometimes like if I'm taking images from our Google photos or just images I have and they're square. Sometimes if you put them in InShot and you put make the image the background, it'll turn it into a nine by 16 image and then you just screenshot it and it fits for all of our platforms. So that's been really helpful for me making TikToks recently. I have another hack for you. Something that's even easier in your, in your, your camera, like in your phone, there's 
a crop option for nine by 16. So you could do it in your phone without opening another app. And it works for videos too, which is super helpful because all of, most of our like video stuff is shot horizontally. And if we need it for a story, it'll crop to exact nine by 16. Super helpful. That's in like the editing portion? Hmm. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, mine is very similar to Maria except I like to use Facebook Messenger to sort of help carry information from phone to computer or elsewhere. Um, mainly because I find that in an age of a lot of compression across different platforms, I think Messenger has probably one of the best. It allows you to upload 4K images and not lose a lot of information. So when I'm in a rut, I always use that. When AirDrop isn't working and before AirDrop, I used Messenger. Other than that, I use it to send links to myself, or if I find Instagram posts on my phone, I send it there. I think it's funny that we kind of all do that, because I have a full open thread that dates back to, like, 2016 of me just texting myself stuff that I need to remember <laughs> for work. Okay, storytelling. Social media is all about connecting. And I think we do a really good job of it because we focus on that storytelling part. Um, each lumberjack has a story to tell and our job is to uncover it and help share it. What's one story that you've been the most proud of that you've you know, worked on or created yourself for our social? Okay, so I, I'm really proud of the whole Pets of NAU story that we do because I really didn't think it was gonna be as big as it is now. And I'm really glad that we're still doing it. Um, and then also, I just really like making the cooking TikToks because I feel like I'm learning how to, not that I don't know how to cook for myself, but it's just, I'm used to cooking the same five things every day. So it's nice just having options so that now I'm cooking different things and just trying different foods and helping other people try other different foods if they didn't know that it existed. So yeah, I really like those. Um, so in ter terms of helping other people share their stories, I think that we've recently had a lot of super inspiring people take over our My Life in Fives, like yesterday's takeover. I think it was, um, her name was Jay Bolden she had a really inspiring story about kind of just working hard for, for, you know, like towards your dreams. And she had a lot of stuff to say about like working in law. And I just really think that she was inspiring for a lot of students because we did get a lot of replies saying that, you know, what she's doing is awesome. And I think it's really cool that we help um, students share their achievements and also kind of help inspire our other students and other people that we, you know, that are in our audience. Yeah, I'm gonna go um, with Carla, what she said, and just like the stories we get to, to help share with our My Life in Five, just because like some of them are just so unique and they have stories and you're just like, wow. I remember um, one of them, there was a, a girl who had um, a heart issue and so she was talking about how she came to NAU and like was dealing with all of that stuff. But then being at NAU like helped her become her own person. And so it was just like, you know, kind of finding those people. But then also like when you 
see the takeover happen and then you see the other students like reaching out and you know responding to the story leaving dms for that person and it just makes you feel all happy inside that you know we do have a really nice community yeah i think it's really great to see that despite how different everyone's experience is in college students still find a way to connect by storytelling and then like communicating after that. First off, I want to say when it comes to doing what, enjoying what you're doing, I think the story behind getting stories just as important as what you create. And for, in my case, I, this was uh, exemplified when I traveled to Phoenix to a Phoenix Suns game to follow a, any choir group as they performed the opening for education educators night at a Phoenix Suns game. I think not only was it just fun experiences to be there, but it was great working with the Suns media team and working with the students from the choir group. There are a lot of connections made that night. It was a lot of fun. And I think, I think that's probably the most fun I've had creating a story and giving them a platform for not just the people at the game getting to see their performance, but those on our social media accounts, that was truly different. You could interview one person for a Lumber Chats episode, who would it be? I mentioned her already in regards to yesterday's takeover, but I feel like, you know, I think Jay would be really great for like an interview in regards to kind of highlighting more of the academic programs that we have at NAU because she is an alumni and had a lot to say kind of about the program. So I feel like it would be cool to get or receive insight from an alumni. That I think that was kind of what made her takeover so cool to me because I got to see like an NAU degree in action. And I think that would be really cool to further highlight what NEU provides. I'm gonna go with our new president, Dr. Cruz Rivera. Um, just from what he's done so far on campus, he's just so authentic and down to earth. And I feel like it'd be one of those interviews where like, I'm like just super nervous, but then like, you know, he calms me down. Um, but also he's just so honest and open. Um, I remember he was on forecast from Flagstaff and there was a question about like, you know, what would you tell your freshman self or advice um, to college students? And then he just like, you know, have confidence. And I thought that was just such a, a great answer because, you know, it wasn't a standard answer. It was just like, that is true. We all have our issues and part of the higher ed community is being able to help students like build that confidence, whether it's in the classroom or outside um, to help them become their best selves. I had a professor last year, their name was KT Thompson, and I really, really enjoyed her class. Um, it was a theory class and she was just really down to earth. And I remember I was having trouble with this final paper that we had to do. And it was supposed to be like a 25 page paper and I had no idea just like where to start or what I was even gonna do. We, she took the time to sit down and talk to me and help me out with how I could break it down. And we ended up having just like a great conversation, just 
not about our paper, just in general. So I feel like she's just really down to earth and she's just a really great person to talk to. So definitely her. The person I would love to interview for a Lumberchats episode would be HRM's Chef Mark. Not only is he a beloved member of any community, both in the actual school and just in general, he's able to carry that passion for what he does and everything he does and everything he, okay, let me rephrase that again, I'm sorry. He carries his passion across everything he does, not only teaching, but talking to people or demonstrating what his class does and his, um, what are those called? I don't even remember. What are those things they cook at? The cooking demos? Yeah. Where they invite the lumberjack community. Okay, I'll restart again. Not only is he very passionate in teaching, but also sharing what it means to be an HRM student in his community cooking demos where he invites staff, students, and members of the HRM community come see his students cook and try out what they make. It, I've been hyped over that, over going to those and just hearing him talk. He's a, a very eccentric figure and I think he would be amazing hosting an interview. Your dream social media account, who would you be working for? My top two accounts are either BuzzFeed or Disney, like any Disney account or platform, because I'm a Disney fanatic and I love BuzzFeed because they have so many, they have educational videos and they also have just like, I am a huge fan of BuzzFeed Unsolved. Like every Friday I'm on my computer looking for that video because I'm also a horror fanatic too. So yeah, they just have really cool content. And yeah, those would definitely be my top two accounts. Um, I don't know, this is kind of hard. I feel like, okay, this is kind of embarrassing, but you know, the US Open, their TikTok, it's, you know, they're really good at TikTok. And I feel like it would be cool to work with whatever team they have going on there because they're all really funny and super open to doing like stuff that kind of makes fun of the athletes when they embarrass themselves, you know, during matches and stuff. So I think that would be kind of fun because, you know, they're not, eh, whatever. And then my, one of my favorite Instagram accounts is called Cinema Magic. And they tend to do like kind of cool stories and graphics in regards to some films. And yeah, I think it would be really cool to work. Um, my dream social media account, that would easily be Canon USA. Uh, not only my walking, talking Canon encyclopedia, as I learned last night when a best friend of mine was like, hey, what camera should I get? And I was like, here's what you should get. I do that all the time. I'm very bad about that. But I'm someone who loves to see other people's work. Like I'm inspired by that. And the amount of people that they uh canon gets tagged in every day is probably in the millions but i think it's inspiring to see a community of people that are all united by one thing cameras and photography come together and share what they have 
in one central place and I would love to help with that. And I sort of already do with my current social media gig with any social. <laughs> um, I miss traveling. So I'm going to go with like the travel channel or something relate to that. Um, Cause I imagine they get to do some pretty cool things and, and adventures and just to be part of that process. Um, capturing it and interviewing would be really cool. So uh, social media is obviously stressful. <laughs> We're going to get to that later on, but being on the social team, we've got all got to cover some cool things. Can you share any memories of when you were like, wow, I can't believe that I get to do this. I, I can't, I don't really have one. Honestly, everything that I do is probably a favorite memory because they're all <laughs> really fun, especially the events. But one thing that's sticking out to me is when we did Media Day. I think it was, yeah, it was in 2020 before COVID and everything. I think it was just being the, I think that their energy, I played off their energy and I think they were excited. So then I got excited and then it was just really cool interviewing everyone and just them telling their stories on how they got started playing the sport and like what they want to do either like after graduation or a lot of them wanted to go pro and them just like talking about all the work that they put in was really inspiring so that would be definitely one of my favorite moments. Um, I think for me mine kind of goes back to high school because I used to shoot for football and at graduation when I was in high school, but doing it at NAU, that's when I was like, when I was on the field that first game, I was like, oh my God, this is like so different. And this is so much cooler. Like, I can't believe I'm actually on this field right now. Are we allowed to be on the field? Those first few steps? Yeah, like <laughs> that was actually, I was like, I don't even know where I'm allowed to be. You know, that was me graduation too. I was like, I don't even, I can't even believe that I'm like allowed to be walking around right now you know like I didn't know where to go but it was so crazy to just think about like hey I did this in high school so it's not very different but it is so so different it felt crazy and weird and I don't know it was exciting it was a really exciting thing to do and see the change you know in my head you know like when people do those then versus now I did it in my head <laughs> and it was you know it's cool to think about uh, one of the moments where I was like, wow, I can't believe to do this is the first time I got to go down on the pitch for an NU women's soccer game. As someone who's always loved soccer and the only tickets I could ever get were way far up where I, everything, everyone looked like little ants on the ground or when I got to watch on TV, it was exciting to be really up close to the action, taking pictures of it and cheering on our team. And it meant a lot to me because the first sport I ever saw any was women's soccer. They had one basically the first week of living on campus back in August of 2015. And it was just mind blowing to be able to go down there. I agree with all of you. I really like the the energy you get from like the live events, especially commencement and, you know, home football games and then even move in because like to see the parents, um, it's just so sweet. But I think one of the coolest memories I had was when um, we worked with the buildings 
um, facilities director to go up on like the roofs of certain um, buildings. So like Riley and Secrets and the top of the Sky Dome. So we could like do a photo shoot. And so I remember being on top of the dome and you have to like climb the ladder to get up there and then just being like, whoa, like I can't believe I'm up here. And it was just like the coolest thing. It's great being up there, but it's not fun getting there, crossing that little bridge at the top of Sky Dome, climbing all the ladders. Ugh. Okay, now that we've talked about the fun, let's address the not so fun part. It's the fact that social media is 24 seven and the burnout is real. What drives you crazy about social media? Like, and what would you change? I'll go first. I, <laughs> what's really hard for me is just that you have all those like people like who voice the negative comments that, you know, can take away from everything. And then, so it's, it's just really hard dealing with like those every day. Cause we get some type of comment or message that's in that negative tone. Yeah. Um, to add on to Maria said, it's the comments can be brutal and kind of even on just like, like um, the MLK post that we posted, um, there was literally like 20 comments of kids going back and forth about how a peaceful post was detrimental to this person's feelings. And like, they didn't even go to NAU, which was weird. Cause it's like, why are you even bashing a post and you don't even go to our school? But besides the point, it was, it can be frustrating because it's like, well, we want to post something, but then we don't know how big the backlash is going to be. So then that just adds more stress. They can really distract from the bigger picture. I can agree with both of you guys. I do think that it is um, distracting and kind of detrimental to our social appearance. But personally, like when it comes to like really thinking about those comments and stuff, I really good at detaching myself from it, which is a good and a bad thing because I feel that, you know, it's our job to kind of not, not control that, but it is our job to like be mindful of it. But because I don't let it get to me, I kind of feel like it's, uh, you know, it's a little whatever but it's not whatever, you know, to our team. So I kind of have to rethink how I feel about all of that stuff. But on a more general basis, I still really hate that need to kind of make your life seem better on social media. I think it's part of the reason that I post every eight, nine months on Instagram. I do put that's I think that's why I really do like Snapchat and I'm posting on Snapchat most of the time because it is my friends and I feel it's more personal so I feel I can post whatever I want like freely but when it comes to Instagram I just feel like you know I'm kind of trying to impress people but now that I realize it it's not really an impressive life if I'm only posting every nine months so I don't know um you know, people are 
more authentic on Instagram now than they were like a year ago, I think because of the pandemic. And I really want to post more often, but it's just that that's still existing need to kind of materialize your life that drives me insane about Instagram, you know, caring about what your feed looks like. And I just wish there were a format of Instagram where you didn't, you didn't care about any of that stuff. Um, what drives me crazy about social media? I think it's how detached and callous people can become. I think people forget that there's, no, there's a human being behind that account you're angrily messaging or sometimes being very hostile towards. I think, I think you've crossed a line when you'll say something to someone that you wouldn't say to them in, to their face. And I think another thing I don't like is how people react without actually diving deep into something. Let's say someone posted something about how they feel, but it's, there's a, maybe more to it. Like maybe it's a long video or they type something very long and they react to the headline or the first comment or the photo. I, I think, I think, uh, I think that's one of the dangers of social media. I think that's what drives me crazy the most. I'm just going to add something to what you just said too. Um, because it does drive me crazy when people don't read the entire caption or look at everything as a whole. And then they make those assumptions. Um, like what Austin was saying, we posted, um, we did a repost of someone who took a picture of the fire and a comment was like, not all of Flagstaff is in, you know, the set area. And uh, the comment indicated that the neighborhood of the photographer was in it. And so they were just make, making it seem like we were making a generalization when we are reposting the exact same text of the other person. So with all that that we talked about, um, do you ever, yourself ever unplug? Yeah, I have to. Now that I work in social media, I didn't do it a lot before because it was like, oh, whatever. But now that I'm on it way more, I definitely have to. Um, I usually, sometimes, like, I will only go on it for work. Like, if I have to post a TikTok, I'll post it, and then I'll delete all the apps until I have to, like, post something again. Because kind of going back to, like, what Carla said about social glamorizing life, that can also like that can get to people, especially if you're seeing people your age who are like always going out and going on trips and it's like, oh, well, I'm working or I'm still in school. That can definitely get to people. I know it's gotten to me. So I definitely take breaks and I definitely feel like it's necessary to take breaks, especially if you work in social media because it's a lot. I wish that I had the strength to unplug. But I have never deleted an app for my own good, like for an extended period of time. And I wish that I could. I really want to delete Instagram and never look at it again. But I can't. I can't bring myself to do it. A, because, you know, I work in that. But also because I'm just so obsessed with keeping up with everything. And all of, I don't know. 
it's weird because I don't post, but I use it as a source of information. Like mo a lot of my news I get from pages on Instagram and that extends to Twitter and TikTok. But I think Carrington is totally right. If I had the strength to do it, I so would. I think the, <laughs> mm, the extent of my abilities in unplugging go as far as putting my phone on do not disturb while I read. And that's it. You know, I think as a young person, it is hard for me to unplug, but I plan on improving on that by using that, you know, the feature on phones where you can limit the time spent on a nap. I don't think it's, it's necessary because I don't use them very often because I am kind of busy, but it would work and I would benefit from using it like on TikTok or Instagram. Maybe on your upcoming trip, you can delete an app. That's well. I want to make cool TikToks while I'm on my trip. And I plan on this being my seasonal post of Instagram as well. So Instagram, you don't need Instagram to make the thing. You can make do post after. That's true. But I'm using, hey, you know how you guys said that you use Instagram for research? That's where I'm finding a lot of the, like, the cool places we're going to as well. Do it ahead of time and then delete it and then report back to us. I'm not going to make any promises <laughs> because, I, I, you know, this is hard for me. But um, maybe I'll delete it for a day or two. Baby steps. It all starts with small steps. <laughs> Do I ever unplug? I find that it is getting harder and harder to unplug, unfortunately, with the way the algorithms work. They keep you kind of hooked in. I'm like, oh, what's that? And you, you keep looking. Or when I try to stay off it, I get that notification. And then I'm like, oh, what is that? And I have to click on it. And sometimes it's rubbish, but occasionally it's something interesting. Um, I think what draws me back when I try to deactivate accounts or just delete the app is then I feel like I'm missing out. I'm missing out what's going on in the world, what's going on with my friends, what's going on in the world of everything. So yeah, I don't really unplug. I, to be honest, I'm going to say I'm like Austin, where it is very hard to unplug, especially I just think um, now with everything going on just like there's so many things to react to um that it's very hard to unplug um, or even just like have my phone like away from me <laughs> and not pay attention to it because I'm like oh my gosh what if something happens when my boss calls and I miss it like these are all good things like last weekend um there was just a lot, it was like Juneteenth and Father's Day, then the fire. And so, you know, when you're working in social media and like you have those weekend things that you react to and post, um, it's hard when you don't get a break, just cause even like mentally, even though it's not a full day, you still want to look at the comments and make sure everything's okay when you post those type of things. But I do agree that like, yeah, it's very, very necessary to unplug and, um, this, um, the social media director for West Virginia University just did a report on like social media and higher ed 
and I will send it to you guys because it's really great. But he's talked about how, like, you know, for social media teams of a university, like, you know, with 10,000 people, 30,000 people, this is what your team should actually look like, how many people it should have. So, you know, that one person isn't like responsible and holds all the burden. So everyone could have their different, like, okay, I'm going to do after hours this week. And so the responsibility and the burden is split. I kind of used to feel like Austin when he mentioned that, like, he feels like he's missing out, but I don't know, as I've gotten older, I've just, I guess I'm like in the, I can put myself in, I don't care mode. So it's like, I feel like it's more important to be here and in the present with myself than worried about what everyone else is doing on social media, because what they're doing it's not gonna affect me in any way, like negatively or positively, whether they're on a trip or hanging out with their family. So I think I've just learned how to so like put a block on social media to the point where it's not, I have like no FOMO anymore, which has been nice. That is awesome. And yeah, I do think there's a lot to do with like, you know, getting older and your feelings toward the platform. Um, so like when Carla was mentioning, like, you know, feel like the pressure to post, um, you know, with my daughter and stuff. Now I like find myself going through my camera roll and wanting to make sure I post it to Instagram just so I have that memory because Facebook, it's too clunky and has all the comments, but I love going back to my Instagram feed and like bringing up like memories like, oh, you know, remember the last time we did that? And to just like capture it. Yeah, they grow up so fast. To add, I think the only thing, the only way I've ever, I really unplug is when I go on road trips or national parks, there's no service. (laughs) When there's no service, I actually enjoy the place. I take pictures. I'm not on my phone. It's nice. Do you ever feel weird because you're like, ah, Oh, or is it just good. enjoyable? I, I enjoy it. So we kind of addressed it, but like, do you have, what are some things you do to maintain that like work-life balance while working in social media? Um, sometimes I will, I will use the, um, the feature where you can limit how long you're on the app. But then like before I would just turn it off. So um, either now I'll, um, have like my roommate take my phone away from me um (laughs) or I'll do I'll like do something else to keep my mind busy so I'm not wanting to look at my phone or I'll text a friend to just be like hey do you want to go on a hike or do you want to do something where just I like being involved in activities where I don't have to be on my phone And I'm also realizing that because I was at a place where I wanted to post everything, like I'd be with my friends and I always wanted to post it on like Snap or on a story. But now I feel like I'm at a place where it's like, it's fine to just go out with your friends and not post. Like not the whole, the whole world doesn't have to know that you went to Disneyland or went out to dinner with someone. Just keep it. I feel like because everyone posts things like that, 
for me, I now look at it as like, okay, this is something I'm keeping to myself or for myself. And it's just a nice feeling. Um, how do I maintain a work-life balance? Uh, it's really simple, actually. I just press switch account. That's literally what I do. <laughs> I try to stay on my personal ones past a certain time. But I do find myself struggling sometimes in real life because like, I like to go on hikes and I like to see things. I'm like, oh, I could turn this into a possible story or post. And that's something I'm trying to break out of because I find my girlfriend gets annoyed with me when I do that. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a battle in real life and in social media. I agree. Agree with the last comment too. Uh, there's been a lot of times I was like, wait, we can't go yet. I need to like post this or I need to make sure this is okay before we leave. <laughs> but I think one of the things that I try to do is um, just so many times you can be like engrossed in your work that like, you know, you like work through lunch. And so I've been trying to make a really good effort to make sure I'm not sitting at my computer, whether it's making sure to like, you know, use that as my like, workout time or to like walk my dogs um, or just do something different to make sure I have that time um, and doing things I need to do. Also, I have a child. <laughs> so at 5 p.m. I have to go pick her up from um, school and camps. <laughs> so it's a really like breaking point. Like I need to get everything done by the before then. So that's also a way that I can't procrastinate. <laughs> we talked about this earlier in um, our conversation when we talked about, you know, the negativity of social media and posts, but all the comments and the trolls, it is a lot. How do you, how do, does it make you feel? And is there anything you'd like people to know about people behind the account? <laughs> Um, I feel like kind of going back to what Carla said, I just kind of like, because this, it used to really bother me when we would get negative comments and I would take it personally. Um, but now I think I've just been dealing with them for so long. I've just, I like tune it out, especially when, if they, if someone asks a question and they don't like the answer that I give them. I just try and be as polite as possible, but at the end of the day, the answer, just because you didn't like the answer I gave you, that doesn't make it right to get angry with me or get angry with someone else. So I just kind of have learned to detach myself from the comments and just remind myself, okay, this isn't like, they're not mad at you. They're mad at the response that you gave them. And if anything, I would just want people to know that nine times out of 10, if you are interacting with someone, it's a student. So the information that they're giving you is information that they were given from someone higher up from them. And it's like, they can't change that information. So I would just want people to keep that in mind. Yeah, I think it's really hard because a lot of times, you know, social media is the only outlet people have to share their frustration, you know, especially if something comes out like a message, like in an email, um, it's a lot easier to just go on social and respond than like send an email back or make a phone call. 
though we see and feel the the brunt of it. Um, it can be hard. I really like the where Twitter is heading with in terms of kind of flagging users who share things that are factually not correct. And I, I hope there's a way that that goes to to Instagram too, because like what you were saying, Carrington, like people are leaving comments and they don't even, they're not even part of our community. And they're just part of the people who like go to the different accounts and like stir up trouble. And it's hard when you're dealing with those personalities and you don't know if that's the case. Um, when it comes to dealing with trolls, I find that the best approach for me is to approach them with fair-minded, try to get on an equal level by just trying to understand why they're mad. And when I when I break that down, I find them less one less intimidating and two I easier to deal with so sometimes when someone sends us an angry comment it could be because something happened that impacted them or they were weren't well informed on a topic say they heard it from someone else who isn't well informed and they just didn't read an email um but I do find myself struggling when it's account with no indication of who it is behind it if they're affiliated with NU or with something like say it's a picture of a cartoon character or some sort of non-fictional person or character and like no information about who they are but uh more times than not there's a reason why someone's having a bad day or needs to voice something that's very angry or not pleasant so using social for good, what would you say to the Lumberjack community and how can they be using social media to their benefit? I always like comments. Like I like reading a comment section where, I mean, I know not everyone is gonna be positive, but when there's a comment section where 99% of the comments are positive, I feel like it just shows the good that social media can do and how like just one comment of positivity could like bring someone out of a rut that they're in um or just even someone sharing an accolade that someone did or just using it social media for positivity can definitely i feel like it definitely can impact the way that people look at things and the way that people perceive things and even the way that people just communicate because that's how we communicate through social media. So I feel like just the positivity part of that is definitely something that needs to be shined on more and definitely needs to happen more for sure. One of the things I know a lot of uh, students in college uh, struggle with is feeling isolated. Maybe not having enough time to really explore options for meeting new people or discovering new things in college. And I think social media can help with that by having all these things in one place. What's going on on campus? Uh, what are people up to? And maybe you might find people that, you might find that other people are feeling the same way. They might be struggling to see, see what's going on on campus or struggling to meet people and they think, if you really join that community on social media, especially any use, you might change that or at least help change that. 
Yeah, like going on what you all said, I think it's just important to that people be active on social media, you know, follow all the the campus accounts and participate. Like a lot of people hold, um, you know, live streams, um, answer Q and A's. So use those opportunities to to connect with people. And then, you know, if you do have questions, you know, use those outlets that people are providing. Because if you don't, you know, you can't complain when people are saying, oh, you know, like they never gave us a chance to. People are providing you opportunities, so take advantage and use it to your advantage. And if you're someone who has the ability to create dialogue or showcase something going on campus, do it. Create that event, create that Facebook group, create that post, engage with people, message them. I think the more we do that, the greater sense of community we create both on social media and on campus. From the social media team, we just want to say thanks so much for following us. It's been so wonderful to be a part of this journey and meet all of you guys and connect in the digital space. So until next time, let's continue to connect, like, save, and support each other on social media.